0: Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Ray Cooper III. He'll be fighting on December 31st at PFL, the welterweight tournament finals, for $1 million. Now, how you doing, man?
1: Good. I'm good. I've just been training every day. Training hard.
0: All right. Um, to start your PFL career, you smashed through Jake Shields, Pavel Kush in your first two fights you know, earning the top seed for the 170-pound 170 tournament. This was a surprise to a lot of people in the MMA community. What exactly has allowed you to flip the switch since joining the promotion?
1: Um. Uh, well, the one switch was just fighting Jake Shields. Uh, he fought my dad back in the early 2000s. And um, I was a young kid back then watching him fight and uh, I knew I was. I wanted to fight that guy one day. I'm, I'm gonna. i to fight him, and um, that's what it came down to. And I know he was fighting in the World Series of Fighting, so I, was, I tried to get a contact of uh, Ray Saffo. And thank you to the Jesus that he gave me an opportunity to compete and um, fight in this league.
0: In the tournament quarterfinals, you fake you face Jake Shields again in a rematch. How were the nerves compared to your first meeting in your PFL debut?
1: Uh, I never have nerves. Um, I knew I could beat him. I beat him the first time, but I was kind of still a little bit uh, starstruck in that I was fighting one of the guys I watched as a uh, as a kid and one of the arguably one of the best guys in the world in MMA at that weight. So um, it wasn't any different. I knew I was going to control him. I was stronger. I was faster and yeah and I never have think he had anything for me.
0: You predicted that you would finish shields early. Did you see something in the first fight that you couldn't you could expose a lot faster?
1: um no, I just um I was rushing a little bit too much in the first fight and uh I wasn't picking my punches. I just kind of wanted to get him out of there, but I just settled down a little bit on the ground and um am controlling a little bit better. There was things I needed to fix, and uh, I fixed it that night.
0: Later that night, you destroyed Henderson Ferreira in the semifinals of the tournament. Two fights in one night, something that is not really seen in MMA nowadays. How was that experience?
1: Oh, it was awesome. It brought me back to how I used to wrestle in high school, and uh, wrestling, you wrestle more than two times, so. Um, it I uh, really had a great time, and it was fun for me, and uh, I really loved it. I, I I wanted to do that from back in the day when my dad was fighting because they did that, but that it may change so much over the years, so, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just really awesome and
0: fun for me. It seems like you have an an old-school mentality to fighting, even though you're very young. Do you get that from your father?
1: Oh, kinda. But just watching just watching um them fight before it was that's how I feel those guys back then is better than these guys now because those guys would come to fight, not point fight like how nowadays fighters nowadays they only point fight, they don't come out there to throw down and um like like B J Penn when he used to fight and he was a pioneer of MMA in Hawaii and uh he just comes out there to fight from the Opening sound of the bell. He's not gonna point fight with you even straight. Come out there for scrap, and that's where I wear. I um, get my mentalities from the Hawaii lifestyle. We fight on the streets when we're young kids, and
0: fighting is in. Is just a part of the, a part of this place. Do you think a lot of people they forget, you know what B.J. Penn meant to mixed martial arts? Now, because, you know, he's older, he's, he's still fighting, but he's not fighting like he did, uh, you know, the, back in the day. Do you think a lot of people are disrespectful in the way that they treat him?
1: Yeah, I no, uh, he's not performing like how um, I know he can. It's just, I think the guys that he surrounds himself with is not the same guys that he came up with. And uh, I think if he surrounds himself with the right people that want the best for him, he will come back on top. Doesn't matter how old you are. Dan Henderson already proved that. And you just need the right people pushing you and the right people for um, take care of things. And I feel that that's gonna that's gonna that um mold your career. So I think we just still got it. He just gotta find the right people. And um, if he's looking for somebody, and I'm right here, and I would love to train with him. He's one of the guys I used to look up to and he's an inspiration to all Hawaii fighters. So, yeah.
0: You mentioned Dan Henderson. Do you plan on fighting until you're 40?
1: Oh, yeah. I'll fight to the day I die. So, yeah. My goal is to fight as long as the Lord willing, wills me to do it. But I, I'm i looking to make this a long career. I love competing. I love pushing myself. And um, I'm not looking to stay stagnant in one weight. I'm I looking to competed all weights and we'll see. I might go up next year. We'll talk with the PFL and I'm just looking to push myself and fight the best guys and the strongest guys.
0: <clears throat> There's a million dollars on the line every time you step into the cage. How are the emotions after each fight?
1: It's the same. It's just, an, it's just a fight that we got to get past. Like in wrestling, you gotta you wrestle all on the same day so you got to get your mind right, right after the the match so same thing like in fighting. Uh, it's just a fight and I'm looking forward to the finals and now I'm here and we got a job to do.
0: You don't trash talk your opponents. You have this silent kind of confidence about you. This seek and destroy attitude. Is this just your personality? Where does it come from?
1: Uh it's just it's how I was brought up. I don't really talk too much. I do my talking in the cage and I feel like people gotta puff themselves up, and for for you to, I don't know, psych themselves out something. But that's how I was growing up, wrestling and watching my father fight. It was just it was just an amazing experience for me, and uh, that's just the way I, I fight. And I just I'm aggressive when I fight, but under the cage, uh, you don't need to be like that,
0: and
1: it can be respectful, and yeah.
0: Madison Square Garden, New York City, New Year's Eve tournament finals, one million dollars. It's almost like a dream, man.
1: Yeah, Um, it was a dream of mine to fight at this level and fight the best guys, and uh, the money is just a bonus. And um, it's it's awesome that the fighters are getting paid what they deserve. And um, yeah, it's just it's a dream come true. But I wish we was fighting back here on the islands. That would be a dream come true.
0: Well, it is definitely a possibility with the crop of fighters out there in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, it is. We'll see. Uh, after I win this, this tournament, um, we're talking to BFL. I hope, I hope we can get a, get a match down here.
0: What are you doing differently during this training camp since the fight could possibly go 25 minutes?
1: Uh, I'm not doing anything different. I train hard every day and the fight not can go 25 minutes. I'm going to finish him in the first round just like my previous opponents, so. I don't train to go all all around I train to finish my guys, and
0: yeah. I have heard that you walk around at 180, so you don't have to cut a lot of weight. What are your thoughts on these fighters killing themselves, cutting a lot of weight to get an advantage?
1: Yeah, uh, it's just unhealthy to do, and uh, I just feel stronger at that, at my natural weight, and I'm not running from nobody. So and I don't need to kill myself. I may be a stronger guy, but um, these guys coming down and depleting their body, they, they're getting weaker and I'm getting stronger. So um, yeah, I, I don't believe in, hey, yeah, I got to cut weight and you got to go to this weight because of whatever, whoever said that you got to go to that weight. I think that's a load of crap. And um, that's never going to happen with me. And I'm going to fight at 170 for this one. And who knows? I'm going to move up. I'm going to keep going up. Whatever weight doesn't matter.
0: What differences do you see in yourself at 170 compared to your days at 155? Um, I was a young kid and kind of wasn't really doing anything to
1: uh, manage my weight, but I just thought I wasn't I wasn't strong at that weight and I felt like I was weak and I couldn't really perform to what I knew I could and um I wrestled in high school at 171 too, so I knew I could compete at 170 in MMA. So I just don't believe in no cutting weight. I think that's bull crap, and fighters should just fight at the natural weight, and it'll be better for them.
0: You're out in Hawaii with family members as coaches and training partners. What advantages do you have being isolated and having a close-knit group surrounding you?
1: Um... It's just the advantage I get is just training my my brothers. They um they know how I like things done, and we understand each other, and uh, we know how to hurt each other. We just we're helping each other. I I coached them when they was wrestling in high school, and I know them. We know each other personally, intimately, and um, we all got the same goal, and we look out for each other. All these other big gyms, they just go there just for because some guys training there and. Um, the coaches don't really have the best interest in that person. Luckily, I got my dad, he's my main trainer, and he's everything. And um, my dad is just the rock of our training camp.
0: When you fight, you usually have quite a few family members in the crowd at the event. For fighters, this can be a gift or a curse. How is it for you with that support system in attendance?
1: It's awesome to just see a family there. And sometimes when you go to other places, you feel all uh, uh, you feel alone, and uh, it's just it's a hindrance on your mind sometimes. When you especially for island, island boys, we grew up on this island when some, some of them never left, and so when we go into territory we don't know, could uh, play a factor on it, and you could feel just depressed. But luckily for us. Uh, my family members, they make their way out, and especially my immediate family, like my wife and my mom and my dad, um, they're everything to me, and to see them in the crowd watching me, and that's what I fight for, is just the well, well, well-being well, of my family.
0: Nagomed Karimov has never been knocked out in his career. Do you see that as a personal goal, to go, to go out there, do something that no one has ever done before to the Dagestani?
1: no i just know what i'm gonna do to him doesn't matter if he did or he didn't uh, he's going to get get it so uh, i have a goal to accomplish and i'm not gonna let one russian stand in my way
0: are you a big game plan guy do you watch a lot of tape you know during training camp or do you let your coaches do all of that stuff
1: um i don't really watch anything uh, my dad probably watches some video but um, i really don't i'm not a game planner i go in there and we're gonna we can just scrap. It's like how we say it in Hawaii. So, yeah, I'm not a big game fan. I don't game plan nothing. I can go in there and hit this guy as hard as I can. And wherever the fight goes, I, I wrestle. I can box. So, wherever it goes, I'm going to finish him.
0: Yeah, when I look at your game, it's wrestling with savage boxing, which is such a deadly combination right now for you going into this tournament, throughout this tournament, you have been crushing everybody. It's almost like you're unstoppable. Your confidence must be at a, such a high level. Um, after you win, you know, you said you're gonna go up to any weight. What would be the best way? What would be the uh, the best challenge for you?
1: Maybe we'll just start off 85. We still gotta talk with the PFL about that. But I, I'm looking to go all the way to heavyweight. and. Doesn't matter if I weigh only 190 and I'm fighting a heavyweight. I'm just, I feel like, um, I just want to push myself and fight the best guys. I train hard. I know what I can do. And I feel like I could win in all weights. So, yeah, I'm just real confident in what I do and how we train. And, and I believe in my Lord, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, this PFL tournament. A lot of people have their eyes on it, especially with the million dollars. And a lot of guys, I'm pretty sure, starting next year are going to hop on. Bigger names, bigger challenges for you, which means that your future is bright. You could challenge yourself. You don't have to beat up the same guys all the time. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to what you have planned, man, for the next couple of years because you're still very young. The possibilities of becoming a multimillionaire, of course, is incredible.
1: Yes. Thank you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to all the challenges that the PFL
0: is going to bring and um, they're going to be the new f- the future of MMA. All right, December 31st, PFL Welterweight Tournament Finals. Ray Cooper III will face Magomed, Magomed Karimov for the $1 million, man. Thank you for your time, Ray. Thank you. Thank you, bro.